This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Well, yesterday we were talking about tolls and bridges. This morning we are talking about a ferry service and the idea of connecting Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, and downtown Nanaimo. David Marshall is the Director of Operations with Island Ferries and joins us on the line. David, good morning. Good morning, Jill. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Excellent. Coffee. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so talk a little bit. What exactly would this look like as far as connecting people from downtown Nanaimo uh, to downtown Vancouver? Well, our service will uh, be provided by two brand new ships that are currently in construction in Singapore. They'll travel between Nanaimo and Vancouver at about 40 knots and make the trip in just over an hour, about 68 minutes between uh, downtown Nanaimo and the uh, location of downtown, uh, downtown Vancouver. We're looking at six round trips during the summer and, and spring, early fall, uh, going down to four round trips in the winter and additional sailings uh, at high peak periods where there's, where there's significant demand. And this would be passenger only? Passenger only. And what would we it cost? Um, de- depending on how you travel, for our commuters, it would be about $24, $25, so for the folks who travel with us frequently. Uh, a lower fare of around $18 for seniors and kids. We will have a business class with some additional amenities that will run about $40. And what we want to do, what we want to do is get started at these fairs and then introduce uh, variable pricing and, and uh, package tours and package pricing that will, uh, will offer uh, quite different fares. Uh, we've seen uh, attempts to do this in the past. So what's different about this that will make it successful? Well, frankly, we've, we've spent a fair amount of time looking at and uh, previous operations and speaking to the folks that, that tried to, uh, to set up those services and have learned a lot from them. They did, they did some things right. They obviously uh, didn't do other things right, and we've been uh, quite grateful for their support and advice on, on all counts. The fact is we'll have two ships so that we're, we're always able to uh, meet the customer's demands. You know, the service has to be dependable. And so we'll have two vessels. We'll always have one in service. And there's, there's tremendous redundancy inside these new ships that wasn't there in the, in the previous incarnations. Uh, with four engines and, and independent propulsion plant trains, we can run uh, in, ad infinitum or indefinitely, even if one of them goes down. In the past, uh, an operator could get the ship back to shore but couldn't resume service until the engine or the propulsor was repaired. And that interrupted service. We've, we've known, we've learned, and been told very clearly that if we're going to do this, we have to have the redundancy, and people need to be able to depend on it so that if they make decisions regarding uh, relocating or jobs or, or whatever, they can actually rely, us, rely on us. So dependability and dependability for our customers has been front and center from, uh, from the get-go. And the other thing is that it has sorry, Joel, no, it has to, be at, has to be adequately financed. And so this is not a cheap undertaking. You have to do it right, uh, and so uh, securing adequate financing to make sure that we can we can be sustained in the long haul is a critical critical success factor. Factor. So that's what differentiates us. What about this uh, reliance? And, and one of the main reasons, and it would it's more expensive, obviously, to go on a BC ferry, but to have your vehicle and to get to the island or vice versa, uh, to have a vehicle. How do you clear that hurdle and, and make it so people are comfortable uh, being passengers only? Well, look, if, uh, there's been a tremendous, tremendous investment made in the mass transit system, particularly in, in Metro Vancouver. And if you're traveling in such a way that you don't require a vehicle uh, at your destination, we'll offer an alternative that will be less expensive uh, and faster or both. 
if you do require a vehicle at your destination, you're not going to travel with us, and we understand that. But there's a fair number of people who uh, don't want to use the vehicle or use the vehicle only because they, they have to to get from, say, uh, Horseshoe Bay to their destination or from Swanson to their destination. If, if they need a vehicle, they're going to continue to use it. But if they don't, then we're going to offer a, a, an attractive alternative. Uh, you talked about the financing and the need for financing. So do you have that in place uh, if everything falls into place? We're backed by a major Canadian infrastructure firm. And, and as we, um, as we uh, close on our locations in Vancouver and, um, and Nanaimo, that financing will come into place and we'll be able to finish the deal. And so what needs to be done then as far as leasing and getting in with the ports and getting the permission to do this? Well, in Nanaimo, we have what's been described as a deal-to-get-a-deal. We've, uh, we've agreed on the major elements of a, uh, of a lease in the form of a term sheet. We've agreed on that. We need to work through an environmental assessment uh, to operate from the port facility. We're starting that now. We need to finalize leasing arrangements in Vancouver, uh, complete the environmental review in Nanaimo that I talked about, and that includes uh, continuing our engagement with the, with the Shinamic First Nation in Nanaimo. Uh, we need to obviously hire and train ship and terminal crews and, and set up the various back office systems, financial systems, ticketing, marketing systems. Um, and uh, we obviously need a license to operate in uh, in Vancouver. That'll be of interest to many of your listeners. Uh, we're planning to operate on the C-Bus terminal, and uh, TransLink is just about to issue the, uh, the expression of interest to uh, to the public required to initiate that process. And are you confident all those things can be accomplished? Yes, we are. We are. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Sinaimo uh, First Nation. Uh, there, there was some, uh, I was reading that there was some uh, concern on the part of the First Nation uh, that they felt that they really hadn't been part of the negotiations so far. We under, I, I've seen those same concerns and um, a little bit surprised by some of them. Uh, the Sinaimok were part of the tripartite, uh, the three-party agreement involving the city and the port that guided the whole procurement process and, and brought us to where we are today. We weren't, of course, as a proponent, we weren't inside those conversations, so we don't know what was shared or not shared, but we do know that, that a good portion of our project information was provided to uh, the First Nations representatives, and we did engage their negotiating team while the uh, request for expressions of interest process was underway. Um, we have provided them with our views, as we were required to, with our views as to how the project might be a benefit to them, but to date we haven't received any uh, any feedback. Um, quite apart from that procurement process, we've been engaged with various Shinema representatives for over six years, and, and quite outside the negotiations that will take place uh, through the port, we'll continue to engage them. Um, we understand that the Nanaimo Port Authority has got an obligation to consult uh, under the Environmental Assessment Act requirements. We'll be part of that. We expect to be part of that. And once again, we understand that the board has written or wrote to uh, Shanamuk some six to eight weeks ago and asked them what concerns they may have regarding this project, and, and to date we haven't got a reply. So uh, that's the process as we understand it. We've been engaged with Shanamuk. We will continue to do so both formally uh, as part of this lease and, and directly to explore the opportunities that, that might uh, be available to the Shinebook through our project. And we continue to or look forward to continue speaking with them. Um, so, so if that is worked out, and again, the environmental assessment and, and the leases are signed, uh, do you have a time frame on when you would hope that the service yeah. would be up and running? 
Yes, indeed. We ex- we don't have an actual date, but we expect to be running in early summer of 2018. All right. So for next summer. So for next summer. Yep. And you mentioned the ships are being built. So are the ships being built already, even though you, you still need to get those those the leases signed and things uh, dealt with on that end. There's a lot of moving parts, but <laughs> yes, indeed, these are these are stock boats. They're they're built by uh, boat boats that are built by a major world shipbuilder, and they've been reserved for us. We have deposits down on them, and, and uh, they're intended to be built for us. So they're, they're being constructed in any event for uh, what is really a world market. All right. Uh, so summer of 2018, and uh, confident, how many people, uh, if this all goes ahead, how many passengers would you be able to take uh, on each, uh, each crossing? Uh, 376 passengers will be our maximum capacity. These ships will actually carry up to 450 but we've configured them with a lower number of uh, lower number of seats so that we can arrange the seats around tables. You know, here on the West Coast, we, we want to talk to the people that we're traveling with. So a good portion, about 50 or 60 percent of the seats are arranged across tables so we can sit, work, eat, chat with the people that we travel with. And a fair amount of space has been allocated for folks who, uh, who are in wheelchairs or mobility devices. So we've reduced the capacity down to 376. Yeah, and any idea at this point how many jobs you would be creating with this? About 100, 105 in total. Uh, most of those in Nanaimo, 14 to 16 in Vancouver, and a couple in Victoria. All right. And uh, do you see, would your main competition then be BC Ferries, or, or would it be the flights that operate between the mainland and Vancouver Island? Mainly BC Ferries. Folks who are taking the, taking, uh, the float planes or Helijet are generally uh, more concerned about the value of their time, and they're prepared to pay a much higher fee than than will uh, than will charge. We're looking forward to working with uh, uh, the full plane operators and Helijet in particular, so that uh, when they can't fly for whatever reason, our passengers or their passengers can travel with us. Likewise, there may be some folks who want to get to their location in a hurry via full plane or Helijet, and uh, want to take a nine thirty or ten o'clock ferry back from Vancouver to Nanaimo. And so we look forward to working working out uh, co-marketing package, packages with the other operators. All right, David Marshall, we'll check in with you again uh, as we get closer uh, to the date uh, of launching. But thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Be, be pleased to do that. And thanks very much for the opportunity, Joe. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.